Yep. Yes. Yeah. How was Thanksgiving? Uh, Thanksgiving was good. We only had to go to one house. Um, we decided to get on that rule last holiday. It was too much to go from one house to the other. Uh, basically three trips in a whole day. It was too much. We went to my mom's house. She cooked the whole time. She was upset with my grandmother because my grandmother set the time for when everybody should arrive and she did not cook the food or <laughs> clean up at all. She was just like, I'll be here at three and just went back to watching TV. So it was a lot of tension in the uh, room, but the food was excellent, though. We had uh, some really good food. Uh, my grandmother, a couple of years ago, matter of fact, uh, two years ago, tried to yeah. do like a Williams and Sonoma yeah. nasty one. She did an Omaha steak one when she was getting real lazy. And um, <laughs> they, were, they were both terrible. So this time, everybody brought their own food, and it turned out good. I ate the leftovers two days later, which is a good sign. Of how good the food was. See, that's your grandmother tried to be nice like a couple years ago, buying food for y'all. No, no, no. She's she, like, fuck. She she's like, like, fuck. She's like, fuck y'all. Get here at three. <laughs> that food better be ready. I'll be in the chair. I never got so. Um, I think we. It started out rough, you know. There was some government assistance at one point, but uh, with everybody ending up, you know, getting good jobs, there was like money in the house. And I remember when I was in high school. And all of a sudden, my grandmother started buying this cheaper type of um, spaghetti sauce. It was called Vitaraz, and it had like sugar in it, and it was <laughs> sweet tasted. And it was like they were trying to stretch out the tomato, so it was like a lot of water, vinegar, and sugar. And um, I remember that was the time that was the defining point when my grandmother's cooking just like took a turn. She was just like, "Fuck it, like you just need calories. Fuck taste. I'm just gonna <laughs> throw this on a plate and give it to you." Um, and I, Hated that shit. Vitaraz. Vitaraz. Disgusting. Welcome to Microaggressive. Two friends, two coasts, too much to talk about. BG in San Francisco. It's Jay from BK. hosted thanksgiving no no uh, <laughs> i don't ever want to it's it seems so unnecessary like you're inviting this this stress that you don't need on yourself um if it was a version of it kind of like what we did this time where everybody's bringing their own piece of the meal and eating that way then it'd be cool but a lot of times it's pretty much one person or two people making all of the food hosting it um drinks refreshments um it's too much it's too much. I don't need that shit. But then you end up with those fucking freeloaders that come to a potluck with a six pack and they walk in the door with, they already got one of the six pack open for them. <laughs> so that's <laughs> my me, dad. But... That's definitely my dad. <laughs> They'll come with a six pack of Heineken with two missing and be like, oh, I left those in the car to get cold. Uh, <laughs> like that. But um, it's, it's appreciated because we always need some alcohol at these events. It's always more fun. <laughs> yeah. And basically at that point it's like, that person is just paying for them their own liquor. Like they're not actually contributing to the meal. Yeah, nah, it helps. It helps. It's a it's a contribution. I can't hit on free alcohol. What was the most controversial topic brought up at Thanksgiving at the Thanksgiving table this year? For me, um, controversial. Oh, we put a band, and I guess that's technically racist. We were playing this song game where you had to sing certain songs. 
And it was like charades with songs. And my wife is really good at like CBS FM, those type of songs, because she used to work in a lot of jobs where the radio would be on nonstop and it's always like easily listening. Like easy like light rock, like yeah, ha- yeah, exactly. Ha- like exactly. hollow notes, like yacht rock. Pretty much, pretty much. And she knows these things like word for word. So so what I did was um I was winning the game, I'm beating the game, um, because I'm throwing in a lot of rap. Me and my sister have this rap connection. And um I put in a rule because there's this card that says you can make any rule you want. So I say no white bands at all, which shut her down completely. <laughs> she did not move another step in that game for the entire time, but I messed up because on the very last roll for me, um, I can't remember what song it was. Oh, Bittersweet Symphony. Uh, you had to find a song with the word symphony, and I started singing that song, and then she called me out. She was like, oh, but that's the Verve. <laughs> that's a white band. So you go back to start, and I sabotaged myself. She ended up winning the game. Um, so the fact that you went to a, a white high school and you knew some alternative rock from the mid '90s <laughs> screwed you up. Yeah, basically. Fuck you, MTV '90s. You, you messed me up. However, uh, that song, uh, because they illegally sampled three seconds yes. of a Rolling Stone song, yes. they got sued into the ground, and that band no longer exists because they lost all the money. Good song though. Good I didn't song. pay for it, so I didn't support that that fucked up shit. Yeah. But I did sing your song. Yeah, because as hip hop fans, we are really anti sampling. Um, <laughs> so, did was there any controversial? Would did you play the Ara Kelly at Thanksgiving? Oh, you know what? That's funny. Um, I, we didn't play it, but we were playing a radio station, whichever one has uh, DL Hughley on it in New York, and it came on, and. I'm bobbing my head because, you know, <laughs> he had that heat back in the day. And I'm like, wait, is this R. Kelly? And I'm looking at people and they're not really acknowledging what I said, but they're still bouncing. They're still moving like the toes are tapping and everything. So I just kind of let it slide. Um, it was a Backyard Party. I think that was the song. Backyard Party, yeah. Um, which I will not put on a playlist, but, you know, it fit the vibe. Um, but I'm not going to shout that out. So. Yeah. No, no politics talk at the Thanksgiving table. No, nah, we don't do politics talk. Um, do you have Do you have any relative that is the equivalent of the drunk uncle or like the like inappropriate cousin? I have a relative, um, a new relative, I should say, who always wants to turn it to something political or religious. So you can't talk to him too much <laughs> because everything becomes something religious or political. And the good thing about having a three-year-old right now is I can use them as an excuse for everything. So if I see it going down that path, I can just pull away and be like, oh, oh, little Jay, like take that out of your mouth or don't do that. And I just leave the conversation. Whoever's there, mainly my wife, <laughs> gets sabotaged <laughs> and has to stay for the length of the uh, conversation. But everything becomes Trump or Christianity. Everything. Yeah, I, I thought you was like, oh, yo, yeah, don't, don't, we don't use the, the, the T word in front of little Jay. Yeah, I don't. T-word. Trump. <laughs> oh. I thought that was like your excuse. Like, yeah, no, we, it's just we don't use like, T R U M P. Like you're, you're you're preaching to the choir. We're all in agreement that he sucks. Like I don't need to hear your reasons why he sucks. I know, I know why he sucks because he sucks. <laughs> oh, I had a question for you. Um, thinking back in the day, in Vogue, who was your favorite in Vogue singer? Who was uh-huh. the one that got it got it going for you? So I don't remember all their names, but I so, feel like all the we, girl. Oh, huh? oh, wait. So there was Dawn. There was Dawn from Invogue. Shout yeah. out, Fife. Uh, there was Cindy. She was the tall one. There was 
the one that looked like Holly Robinson Pete from Hanging with Mr. Cooper, and they became best friends. And then there was Maxine. Those were the four. I'm impressed that you know the name of all four. Of, I did. Of... They were talented back in the day. Everybody was singing in vogue. I thought Cindy was cute and Dawn was cute. But then somebody told me that Dawn looked like my mom. And then I saw it. It was like they said it. And I looked down at the, the uh, CD cover and I was like, oh, shit. You're right. And I could never look at it the same way again. So whenever people say that they like Dawn, I kind of like feel a certain type of way. That's my mom. Yeah. I could just see you like holding a cassette and someone says it and then all of a sudden your hands open and a cassette falls (laughs) and like breaks. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, We make the microaggressive uh, live action movie. Uh, (laughs) Yo, what's up, Lil J? (laughs) Having a tantrum, apparently. Oh, we went Uh, to the circus. Uh, But before we get there, let me hear your your favorite. Uh, seeing that I don't remember them, I'm gonna have to Google them. Uh, yeah, but I, I think like all the all the R and B girl groups then had the same uh, formula. You had like the light skinned one, mm-hmm. like the taller one, yeah, the one with the good voice who maybe wasn't the most attractive but was really carrying the group. <laughs> That's Escape. You just described <laughs> Escape, except they kind of reverse because they used to bring out the light skinned girl to get yeah the tiny, t- tiny, uh, yeah. T.I.'s wife, Mrs. T.I. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Right. <laughs> Keep going. Nah, because she was the formula. Yeah. She was like the the short, light skinned one. But then uh the one who's on Real Housewives who like wrote everything and was actually yeah, talented. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um then they true. had the they had the one who was a little bit curvier. That was like that was revolutionary. So it was her and it was her sister. And actually the curvy one, in my opinion, was the cute one back in the day. Yeah. Um and she could sing too, but exactly. they weren't going to market it that way. Exactly, but they put it in the back. They did they put her in the put back. In the back, and she was carrying it. That's messed up. I feel like there should be a record label that it's Doesn't based only on talent. Looks. You don't see any, yeah, pretty much. You don't see like you can't see the artist at all. You can just see their name and the music they deliver, and that's it. Yeah, you think about how many like good singers we lost in all these decades with all the garbage people just because they look pretty and yeah. more marketable. It's like Millie Vanilli, you know, the real hero, yeah, the people yeah. that was singing, girl, you know, it's true. Exactly. Because it is. Well, they then there was, uh, there was Total. So there was three of them in total. There were three. There was the like kind of skinnier, light skinned one. There was the one with the short hair. Um, it was uh, Keisha. No, no, no. That was um, the lead singer was the one with the short hair and the, the black sunglasses. She always mm-hmm. wore sunglasses. But mm-hmm. then there was Keisha who was... Um, who was she? She was the one she used to date Andre 3000. She did? Yeah, and I think he claimed that he went into some sort of depression when she broke up with him. And I heard that the Love Below part of it was dedicated to her. And Dre then, like, he was like the original emo rapper. I thought it was he like... Was. He I was. I guess, L, no, LL was the original emo rapper. I Need Love. He was a little more arrogant. This was, um, I Need Love, yeah, but... I Need Love, L, like L is like own. basically crying. On that one song, but then he has other songs where he's he's smashing. <laughs> but yeah, um, Andre had a certain way of doing it. But I think um, somebody told me that the Love Below was a combination of songs about Keisha and songs about Badu. Um, Badu, and then he went into a depression after Keisha, and then he met Erica Badu and then had the kid. No, within like no. seven Erica days Badu, of each other. Erica Badu. 
I, I think all that happened before Love Below, though. Because he already had the kid with Erica by the time Love Below came. Oh, no, no. I know that. I mean, like, okay. the songs were just referencing situations he had with those women <laughs> yeah. and the It was like eight years of heartbreak that he finally put yeah, on record. pretty much. Pretty much. Yeah. Right, Which is cool to make a song, an album like that. Um, I'm saying that's why I found a high school, the high school poetry book, you know? Yeah. Uh, yeah. So. <laughs> 25 years of uh, <laughs> heartbreak. What other girl groups were there? I feel like Destiny's Child. Um, I don't count them. I don't count them. That was, yeah, that was, I, they, that was when it turned. That was when it turned. Yes. Yes. But I there agree. was like those whack groups, like 702, those like one hit wonder groups. That, Hello. There was 3LW, which was 3LW. a little bit later. Oh, respect SWV. Of course, shout out to Coco. Um, yeah. uh, who else? Well, I mean, TLC. Obviously. TLC, rest in peace. See, that was the other the formula. You had the light skin one. You had the one with the long hair, and then you had the one who could sing. <laughs> <laughs> like T. Boss could actually sing. The other I two keep, were just kind of there. Nah, but um, Left Eye wrote most of the songs. She wrote most of the raps. She was the the songwriter. Behind yeah. that group, Chili was just like Chili, Chili was, was there, smashing she was, people. She was the she was the prize. <laughs> she was the yeah. I agree, I agree. She was prize of TLC. Did they ever come through with that album? Remember, they went on to a, like a GoFundMe site. You had to contribute money, and they would come out with a new album. Anything happen? TLC. With that? Yeah, TLC. Oh. I know they play like state fairs and stuff around here, or like county oh, right. fairs. Yeah, I think that'd be cool. How did have you seen them? Nah, but my my friend that she they were supposed to play some like county fair out in the Central Valley out here, but mm-hmm. apparently they had to cancel, wow. and I, I I don't know. Um, and then I think I forget who they got to replace them. It was like En Vogue or somebody like that, because like or like maybe they had En Vogue the year before. I was like, yo, somebody who's booking this fair is just like stuck in like nineteen ninety seven. It's a good just, place to be. Yeah. If you can <laughs> if you can sing those songs still, I would go and see that concert. Um, so. What was I saying? En Vogue is Cindy. That's my pick. Okay. Uh, TLC was Left Eye, actually. And then T-Boz, but never Chili. Um, Chili was, was trying too hard. Chili was trying too hard. Chili just had the baby here. She thought she could skate on that baby here. So she, just, <laughs> she just kept that shit laid down and she just didn't say too much. And you you kind of uh, thought. I feel like I feel like we're going to have to post this episode with like a glossary. <laughs> nah, real ones, baby no. hair. real ones no who is the still th- music that what they were is doing a 3LW <laughs> <laughs> yeah I don't count 3LW let me take them off the list um Jeanne pronounced Jeanne oh 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 Zane thing? pronounced Jeanne yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah they both had that like this was like short they were hair. coming out of that like extra pan-african movement yeah they both had the short hair the like Song name you couldn't pronounce mm-hmm. um I remember my mom had that on cassette. I remember we would bump that cassette in the in the Corolla or the Camry. That was a hard. That was a hard album. Yeah, they um, had a. They were on Busta's first album. What songs? Now I gotta put that. There down. was like there was one song, um, "Party Tonight" or something. I don't know. You know, it was like it was like who's the R and B singer of the moment that you could throw on this rap track? Yeah. There was also that phase where like all those like really not super talented R and B girl groups would just sample. Um, like old school hip hop beats, so you'd be like bobbing your head to it because like you like the beat, but you're like these girls can't sing. Give me an example. Um, Allure. Um, they, they had that one song with Nas had like half a verse on it, and it was just the bridges over beat. Okay. Got it. Okay, they did yeah. a song with One Twelve. 
it was it was sappy as hell, but it yeah. it it's memorable. Who and did that? Um. Uh. Now. Now, if we're gonna transition to the the bad boy boy R and B bands, mm-hmm. Drew Hill. Let's go. Let's go. Yeah. Drew Hill, Cisco. So that's another one with the they had the fat guy. Um, they had the fat guy who had a church background who who was a strong vocalist. Yeah. Again, he was in the back. He, he was singing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Black Street. Do you count Black Street? I feel like Black Street was just. Teddy Riley just needed some dudes to like sing as he made some beats. Nah, but it's Joy. Come on, Joy. Okay. okay. No diggity, no doubt. All right, all right. All right. <laughs> answer to the question right there. Uh, who else was there? One twelve, obviously. Yeah, of course. Uh, whoa. Uh, uh, Candy Rain, Soul for Real, Soul for Real, of course. Uh, ABC. If we want to go way back in the day, Aisha. I feel like there was a there was like a gap though. Boys to Men really really did that for a minute. They they yeah, like they filled it in. They like held they it down it for about five six years. I told you that story already about them being arrogant, so I'm not going to repeat that one. But they yeah. were on. Um, we still BT rest in Awards. peace to the dude with the cane. We don't know what happened to your wife. So <laughs> it's funny. I brought that up at um, Thanksgiving. Apparently, he had like multiple sclerosis, oh. and that's why he stopped touring. But I'm like, now nah, that makes a little more sense. Um, I don't know if that's true. I didn't back it up. I didn't research it, but yeah. I'm going to go with that and say. Yeah. And now all uh, our respect. jokes, we just sound like assholes. No, nah, no, nah, we didn't know. Now we can't do it. But back then, that's, that's still gold. Um, <laughs> they were on the BET Awards and they performed. So Sean, uh, what's his name? Sean Stockman. Uh-huh. It started out a little rusty to be like the number one boy band of that era, in my opinion. Um, but they came through the guy, Wanye. Uh he was strong. They did a whole um, throwback mini concert. They had Alexander O'Neill. They had Sherelle. Um, they had uh, Sounds of Blackness. It was a Jimmy Jam, Terry Lewis, Terry Lewis Jam, yeah. reunion. And Babyface came out. He delivered the award, and they went through all of their old stuff. Um, they had the the news. They performed. It was it was good to see. Um, <laughs> Some of these people shouldn't be singing still, uh, and that's that's not a disrespect. But you know, obviously, you get older, your voice yeah. can't carry the same. Yeah. Alexander O'Neill, he was a little he was a little rough, but his his energy was there. I'll say that his energy was there. Um, the voice wasn't. I think at one point he was. Uh, they had a lip sync cover, and he was doing something else and was still singing. I'm definitely <laughs> sure I saw that part in there. But um, matter of fact, I'm gonna throw the original on there on the playlist just so people know. Right. Yeah. They can know. Yeah, it's, like it's like going to old timers game, uh, like a baseball stadium. Yeah, <laughs> it's like uh, you can't run that single out. Oh no, <laughs> get it to the plate. And, uh, okay, you know what it's like? It's like when you go to play pickleball and the old dude come with the rec specs and the knee, <laughs> the shit over the knee, and spends like yeah. spends like twenty minutes stretching. <laughs> That's that concert right there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, and Vogue, yeah, I still, <laughs> I still don't know. Uh, I'll give you time. Did you Google? Did you look up? Uh, no, no, no. I'm going to. Um, I feel like I was more. We've talked about this. My uh, undying love for Mariah Carey. Carey, yeah. yeah, big crush on her. To the point, my mom, like, I think, <laughs> like, I think my mom called me when I was like a little kid, just like staring at the cover of like that cassette music box. Oh, that's creepy. <laughs> She knew you were fucking that CD cover. <laughs> she knew. Wow. That, 
don't even know what to say. <laughs> uh, wow. And Vogue has a, like a, a website still. Well, you said they were still touring, right? And, oh, okay. En Vogue current members, Cindy Haran Braggs, Terry Ellis, and, and Rona Bennett yeah. are recognized as one of the top five highest selling American female music groups. So you know it's like that's when not the group though. It's like when the temptation is like <laughs> It's exactly what happened. They took the uh Maxine is the one she wants the En Vogue name. And I think she tried to take them to court to get the name. Like with uh Johnny Gill and uh Oh, yeah. New edition. Yeah, there's only three of them. They are coming hard on this website, though. Uh, let's see. So you I left a while ago. Cindy. Left and did Lucy Pearl. Lucy Pearl. Uh, between Cindy, Terry, and Rona. I don't know who Rona is. She, yeah, she, I don't know who I don't know who these people are. Yeah. You know what they should do, though? Um, All the people <laughs> who are like the missing members of these groups... Should just create like their own super group. It'd be like cool. like Jabari from Tribe, um, the fourth girl from Destiny's Child. <laughs> no one remembers. Pros. Pros. <laughs> <laughs> they should just call it the B team. <laughs> that'd be that'd be cool. I would like it better with um R and B singers, but that'd be cool to see. <laughs> well, that's the thing. It would be mostly R and B singers because all the rappers can't rap. <laughs> oh, but then you'd have like hype men, like. Like Flavor Flav would just be the hype man. Yeah. Yeah. Razal, throw him some money too. <laughs> wait, wait. Razal had a had a solo career. All I know. I remember that song. Yeah. Oh, I bought I bought the album. Um Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I would I would I would go to that B team concert. <laughs> I would go to that. They would they could only like especially imagine they could only do the verses they wrote. So they mm. didn't have to like pay the rights. It'd be a mad quick concert. <laughs> uh, yeah. So I can't figure out who the new who. I can't find the old p- pictures. Yeah, all right, forget it. Forget it. Oh, speaking of something totally unrelated, um, did you see how McDonald is trying to McDonald's is trying to co-op churros? They call them donut sticks. <laughs> I thought that shit was kind of blatant. Uh, you know, but I, I hope you know what I hope it is. I hope it's like the um, like the dude that created the um, the like what's that like Red Hot Cheetos like the yeah 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 with the spice yeah yeah he it was, was like, like a janitor and worked yeah, his way up or something the Mexican janitor who was like yeah I'm gonna take this shit from my culture and make it palatable for for white America. Mm-hmm. So I hope there was some Mexican dude who's like. What if I just called this a donut stick? <laughs> and someone at McDonald's like, that's awesome. Oh, oh let's get, get marketing in here. Uh, so safe. So safe. <laughs> there's, no, there's no double R's that really scare I people. Robot I never got that. <laughs> what is this R? <laughs> what can we, what can we uh, sanitize from our culture? Um, hmm. Rap. <laughs> so my, this is uh, inappropriate, but I read something online one day. Uh, <laughs> I read something online one day where somebody called, <laughs> Come on, Jay. Breathe it out. Breathe somebody it out. called Chitlins, their name for them were butt noodles. <laughs> I was like, that's gross, but it's kind of catchy too. Like, um, if we could find a way to get that in the stores somehow. <laughs> 
You know, there's, I a, like mar- there's a market for everything. I've there never is. had a chitlin, and I think I don't think I ever will. What's interesting is um, there was a place in this neighborhood. They had uh, it was a street food restaurant. It did not last. It was not a good business <laughs> idea. <laughs> but for the time that it was, they would charge. They would um, have the little you know servings of food in, in a container of the size of something you would take out on the street. And they had chitlins on there, but it was like uh, had to be ten, twelve dollars for a couple of inches of uh, chitlins. And I'm like, you know, you can get like twenty feet. In a uh, in a parks container from the supermarket, unclean for like twelve dollars. Um, yeah, that was a poor business plan, but the food was interesting. So chitlins are really popular in other places. They just class it up a little more, and it's not um, there's not as much of a focus on where it's coming from in the animal. <laughs> that it's a pig's intestine. But they're charging money, and people are paying money for it. So well, I mean, people eat like foie gras, uh, and like if you yeah, overthink anything, everything's disgusting. Oh, yeah, everything. If you overthink food, if you overthink sex, if you overthink Mm -hmm. anything. Yeah. Yeah. So So we're going to segue hard away from this conversation. Let's do that. Um, I don't know to what, but... um, So you you had a question the other week. All right, so the the topic you brought up a few weeks ago that was like, we'll talk about it at some point. Maybe this is that point. What's that? So you in your dating life before Mrs. J, long mm-hmm. time ago, long, long time ago, um, you've never dated outside of uh, your race. Is that true, sir? Um, there was one girl who might have been Puerto Rican. <laughs> I never yeah. verified, but her name was hard to pronounce. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. So yeah, I would say you're, that's a strong, yeah, that's true. But, you know, Latinas, yeah, that's close. They're like cousins. Um, was that by choice or by uh, by uh, happenstance? Um, so I think it was by uh, just attraction. But then I, I have this theory that there's like a key time during your formative years where you kind of like the, the ducks, where they see the mom or whoever the person is that is present when they hatch. They just imprint onto them. <laughs> what the fuck? Who they follow? Listen to me. Listen to me. So I think if you have like a good experience with the people who are around you during those years when you're feeling hormonal and everything, and you get a good vibe or a good response from them, um, it sets like a positive little trigger in your mind, and maybe that's the people that you tend to pursue. I think there's an imprinting period for taste. That's what I'm trying to say. So you're what you're saying is when you first went to school with white women in high school. They did not leave a positive imprint upon your attraction. No, I think that because my my awareness little period was before that. It was in middle school. It really was. Um, I think I kind of locked into that. And I always had positive experiences. And I think that's why that might be a reason why. I really don't know. But I've met other types of people and other you know cultures and, and um, it just hasn't had the same effect or vibe. So that's why I always wonder for people who um, who don't necessarily date their race, if some like bad experience happened, and that's why they don't look at people um, who look like them. I don't know. I have a friend like that who was surrounded by all women. You know, mom is in the picture, um, like a lot of supportive, strong women, and he never dates women, uh, black women at all. And it's like a, when he talks, sometimes you can tell there's like a little bit of a negative um, opinion of them, but it doesn't make sense because all of the women who he's surrounded by are like successful 
and doing shit. So I think it's just interesting. And I'm always curious about the psychology of why people um, choose who they choose. Hmm. Yeah. And then, yeah, first time. Yeah, I, we've talked about this like the first, <laughs> in high school. So first time I went to school, we went to school with uh, with white women. And mm-hmm. the first one I had like a little bit of a crush on, I swore she was Latina. And I like I couldn't <laughs> mentally accept that she was white. <laughs> I was like, you know, that was an ongoing thing for me also throughout that entire um, time there too. That was uh, I was like, nah, I can't begin to like a blonde white girl. <laughs> like, nah, she Latina. <laughs> like, she hangs out with mad Dominicans. <laughs> so that's funny because that was the same one uh, for me also. <laughs> exactly, she was like, just... she was our start. She was our starter drug to white women. <laughs> <laughs> the white girl with the big with the big hoop earrings who hung out with like black and, Latin yeah. and Latino guys. I well, I had to lie to myself so much. Uh, <laughs> I, I remember being like, I was like, all right, maybe she's Italian. Like Italian, that's like that's like close enough. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, nah, she's white. <laughs> Just like yeah. real white. Man, so high school is uh dry. Jesus. I feel like this is uh there are many things we've talked about in the podcast that if I were to ever run for political office would uh, disqualify me in like three milliseconds. <laughs> this is definitely one of those episodes. And you know what? I don't uh, care. Honesty is the best policy. Yeah. yeah. So would you ever, <laughs> you know, you and Mrs. J obviously are in it forever and ever and ever. Mm-hmm. But hypothetically, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. would you ever uh, date or, you know, loose definition of date? Uh, someone who's in a black woman, or is it like uh, the time has passed, or whatever? No, I'd be open to stuff, but I think I, I definitely know. I know I have a bias where I think some people are just I don't know. <laughs> I'm gonna come off as a dick. Some girls are just like corny to me off the like off the off jump. Um, so I have a hard time like. You're saying all Take white women are corny to you off the jump. I'm saying no. <laughs> I'm saying I haven't met like a really cool one where I was like, oh, you know, I could see myself talking to her for an extended amount of time. Um, I just, I don't know. Right, it's just but, something but, in. But you, you are a big. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna tell your business a little bit. Yeah, yeah, you are, sure, sure. You were a big fan of No Doubt. Yeah, I did have were a you crush. Not, on were you like, not a? Funny. You had a crush on Gwen Stefani. Well, I kept on focusing on the fact that she was uh, Italian also for some reason. So I don't know if that's a pattern in our situation too. Um, yeah, yeah, I did. I did. But that was one of many girls. There was also um, a couple of other girls, but that was that was the one white girl, yeah. All right. So celebrity crush, you know, Mrs. J gives you a hall pass. Uh, Gwen Stefani is like, yeah, what's up? I heard you're a big nah. fan of my music. I mean, you mean like... If I could throw back to that era when I had the no, crush, like right yeah. now. but um, like right now, oh nah, nah, all this like Botox and and all this crazy shit, nah, I would pass on that. Wow, yeah, okay. I mean, she's into reggae and like you know, she dated Tony. <laughs> <laughs> Tony Canal, yeah. Shout out, shout out to Tony here. Yeah. Um, um, yeah, yeah, I, I would say no. I would say no. Okay. Well, sorry. You know, when Gwen Stefani comes on the show in the future, you know, 
<laughs> You'll have to let it down easy. I told you that my correlation was uh, the girl I had the biggest crush with in on in high school was also when I sat back and thought about it. And I don't know if I made this um, this epiphany known before in this podcast, but it was around the time when I started getting <laughs> high speed internet and uh, room with the door. <laughs> they got me on the internet. They got me to um, a certain star who I guess just took my interest to another uh, type of person. Jesus being very vague. You being so vague. There <laughs> so was that was around thing. the time that Tara Patrick okay. came out. <laughs> Adult performer Tara Patrick. Okay. Yeah, and all and of a sudden I was like, oh, woman, like there, there was a woman in high school who resembled Tara Patrick. <laughs> That you had yes, I think on. it was like the perfect blend of uh, hormones and what was available to you. And I had nothing in common with the girl, which I think I remember talking to you about. Like, we had nothing to talk about. No. But I was just like so interested in this girl for some reason. I couldn't explain it. But looking back, that was the same time I like, got the internet. And I think so that you, that was a... You were projecting also. upon this high school woman. I think so. Yeah, thank <laughs> you for putting that word in my mouth. That is the word. I think I was projecting. Wow. Yeah. Where are they now? Both Tara Patrick and her look alike. <laughs> I think, uh, what's her name? She's like a, she was big in the industry when she was out. Yeah. I'm sure she made a lot of money. Maybe, maybe not. I think she did, though. I think she transitioned over to like mainstream stuff. Maybe. I'm making that up. I don't know. Yeah. Um, if you're out there and maybe. you're listening, we know you are. Just hit us up and let us know. Uh, what was I gonna say? Oh, I'm gonna come out to to New York MLK weekend. We could go see the most deaf art exhibit uh, yeah. album hey. shit. Let's do that. Oh, sorry. Definitely. Excuse me. Excuse me. Yasin Bey. Yasin Bey. Put some, um, res- put some respect long, on that name. I thought it was like 28 minutes. Twenty eight minutes. I think you know what? I think it might be thirty minutes. Um, yeah. With the murals on the wall and his music playing in the background. Um, definitely something we should see. We're gonna bring in um, Mini B. Yeah. Yeah. Are we uh, are we just being trolled by by Yasin? I mean, he's getting money. I'm sure he gets money off of this, and I'm sure that there are enough people in New York, and it's spread out enough that I feel like he probably yeah. sells it out. Are we like are we like black bougie now? Like this is some shit you'd make fun of other people. Like, yo, you gonna go to a museum to listen to an album with their shit? This is the thing. If it was if it was like up in Manhattan or something, yeah. But this is right in the neighborhood, so I feel like. <laughs> off the respect of um black on both sides i gotta go even though i know the music's not gonna be yeah what that was although i always wish it was but, but it never is it's gonna be like well, drums the whole time and him but mm-hmm. this is some mm-hmm. this is some black bougie shit right this is like some avant-garde <laughs> like the rapper from the hood is now making some avant-garde art piece yeah and we are now of the demographic and the financial situation that we are going to a museum that's true, but I think that I downloaded Black on both sides, probably illegally at the time. So <laughs> if I'm given back by like paying him money for a CD that I thought was excellent, then maybe I can convince myself that it is worth the uh, the visit. Right. That's what I'm gonna tell myself. All right. So yeah, we are we are officially. Uh, it's also like I'm going to see like most deaf Yasin Bey. I'm not going to go see like uh, I don't even know the name of these new rappers. Uh, I don't know Kevin Gates or like mm-hmm. uh, the baby. Uh, yeah, 
Yeah. But I mean, Taleb, if you're listening, just pop over there that day and uh don't know how I feel about Taleb, man. Do a little reunion. I want I want I want Taleb to be more exciting than he is. He had like a moment in time where he was well, when when they're together though, it works. That's what I'm saying. You need the yin and yang. Yeah. Um I feel like Talib hits one note, it hits it hard, and like I don't know, it's like yeah, been in a song you're only hearing that half the half the time. <laughs> so it's, it's just below tolerance, above tolerance levels. Um, would Talib would Talib be the headliner on the B team tour? Uh, no. Oh, okay, okay. No, shout out to Talib though. You know what I realized? Mm. One of my goals in life was that is to be white girl happy. What does that mean? Oh, you mean just like carefree? Yeah. And like, I understand not all white women, but there's like a happiness that like certain white women have that I will never experience. You drop something and people just come to pick it up for you. (laughs) It's like, (laughs) there is like this like carefree white girl happy that like, Mm -hmm. I just, it's like, I can't understand it. Mm. It's like it doesn't process in my brain. Got it, got it. Like the world will just never be that nice to me. <laughs> so if I could be white girl happy and average white man confident. <laughs> yeah, average white man confident, please. <laughs> Thank you. that confident. Oh, you Thank know, there's you. this. I said confident. Confident. Yeah. I said they are not that confident. That's that's. No, average white men are crazy confident. They're like, they're like, oh, this job, this job needs a PhD, and I only have a high school degree. I'm gonna apply. So there was this report. It was a study in Toronto, University of Toronto, I think, and they were reporting that there is there's a significant, not a significant, there's a certain section of Americans who are looking at suicide because of the changing climate um, in America when it comes to minorities and um, advancement and equal opportunity rights, and they're um, committing suicide because they see the outlook grim on white males in American society. And it's not necessarily true, but they're perceiving it as true. And you're seeing all these um, suicides as a result, which is interesting. It's something that they haven't really seen that much before. So is this like, are we like winning the long game? <laughs> it's like, what? Like, what? Slow and steady. <laughs> I'm joking. No, yeah, like, that's crazy. Like, <laughs> It's not. It's not that deep, dude. <laughs> it's not. It's not. It's like there's still white men on the money. Mm. Nah, it's crazy though. Like empathy is a hell of a thing. Like, yeah, shit is hard for people out here, man. Mm. I'm not saying I want anyone to like feel shitty and have like horrible situations, but like having some empathy for like what people are going through out here, man. I think we could all use more of that, man. Yeah, definitely. Like, um, but don't don't go don't don't go killing yourself, white man. We need y'all. Someone to gotta shoot the threes on the on the NBA teams. <laughs> we got stuff for that, yeah. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> We've been at him, yeah. We got Steph and Clay. <laughs> they're, they're biracial. So I don't know. Maybe maybe actually that's why they're mad. Got that it, used to be it, it, that used to be like John Paxson and Tony. See, but even Tony, that's an immigrant. Mm. Yeah. 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 You're right. You're right. right. Yeah. Look at Chris Stapps. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Yo. Yo. The NBA is showing you what's happening. (laughs) Yeah. 
Jerry West is still the logo of the fucking NBA. Yeah, though, that makes so. no sense. Because <laughs> like, the Jumpman logo has been out forever. I'm saying. <laughs> he never switched over. Because you know why I watch basketball? <laughs> Some real hard dribbling around a defender. <laughs> That's what I want to see. Handling the ball. Yeah, you think you think the NBA would ever change that logo? No. They, like, there's no way in hell. Let's have the most boring part of our sport be the logo. <laughs> Like even if your man was shooting a three, he's not even cutting anybody. His like his legs are straight, yo. He's just standing up, holding the ball, a little bit of lean. It's on some Bob Cousy shit, like some some bounce passes. <laughs> Use two hands on that chest pass, sir. <laughs> NBA most exciting athletic fucking <laughs> professional sport. <laughs> Uh, and your man's not even going left. Your man is just straight up using his dominant hand, dribbling around somebody. That was a warm-up game. <laughs> your man's wearing those short-ass shorts, too. Yeah. Yeah, that should be our petition. Microaggressive, our political our political action committee, first, <laughs> first order of business, change the NBA logo to the Jumpman. <laughs> <laughs> I think you know honestly with social media I think we could get that started as a social experiment. I don't have social media to do it. Yeah. What's the but, hashtag? Um, What's the hashtag? Hashtag um like about time or uh, you know something <laughs> like that. <laughs> Whatever happened to um Harriet Tubman on the the $20 bill? What happened with that? Do you remember that? Yeah. I remember they were talking about it for a minute and then they were like, oh, it's on hold. And I feel like that was a couple of years ago. Yeah. Or anything new. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Those white men are scared. Judge Joe Brown came out and he was saying, was it you to send me that message? I think so. Yeah. (laughs) So, yeah. I think, what did he say? He said that it's disrespectful to black men to put a black black woman on money first. And I was like, my man. Uh, that's the wrong hill to die on <laughs> just go and die on some hill though like we don't need you judge joe brown we got, judge we got joe brown he's good though if you pull up his name in youtube for some some drunk rants <laughs> it is it's solid 25 30 minutes of uh ranting that you could sit down and watch and be interested so i went to this uh i, I told you a few weeks ago i had a really bad day at um <laughs> at the bank you know some shit with for my my mother's stuff and I had this really vapid young lady. Um, I'm just going to put her on blast. Amber from Wells Fargo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fucking Amber. It's Fucking Amber, Amber, dude. Um, and like, I'm like waiting in the bank. First of all, anyone that's going to the bank on a Saturday afternoon, they're just there for friends. Yeah, I agree. Like, like I'm do waiting. that by phone right now. <laughs> yeah, like I'm waiting in the line and I'm like, you could do this at the ATM, my friend. You could, and the ATM will talk to you now. So, like, um, but they're just like there, and like, you know, and the tellers because they know their job is is you know, <laughs> they ain't, they're not long for those jobs. So they're like talking and being nice. This line is getting longer as shit, and I'm just like, yo, can you just just count the twenties for the men quicker? Um, and then, like, you know, like, okay, I might have been in a little pissy New York attitude mood that day. Um, I will admit it. Um, but people are, like, giving their life stories. And I'm just trying to get out of the bank. Yeah, you know, like, you know, honestly, all this shit I've been dealing with 
around like the estate and like my mom's shit. Like, I'm just trying to get through it. Like, yeah. I don't want to have conversation with you. I'm just like, yo, just sign a piece of paper. And then fucking Amber. Jesus Christ. <laughs> like, it's just like, yo, I don't know what to do. I'm coming to you because you're supposed to be the expert. And then you're like, oh, you have to call mortgages, but oh, they just closed half an hour ago. I was like, I don't fucking know this, Amber. Like, tell me what the fuck I got to do. And like, I don't know. And then she's like talking out loud and processing. I'm just like, I don't, I don't need your op-ed. I don't need your fucking talk track. Just tell me what I got to do because I don't want to be here and I don't want to talk to you. <laughs> so like, I do whatever. I come back the next week. I wait on the fucking line for another half hour. Because everyone's talking in that damn bank. Yeah. And like, I'm trying to deal with anybody but Amber. And I'm like, yo, do you know how to do like, oh, no, uh, somebody else is going to have to do it. And then Amber sees me and I see her. And she's like, uh, did you call? It's like, yes, I called mortgages. Um, and she sits down. And then, you know, I'm, I, I was proud of myself. I was like, how's your day going? Blah, blah, blah. And sh- just like the attitude be like, she, you know, some... At like mid to late twenties, like just that, and I hate to say it this way, but like on some real millennial shit, just kind of like it's just like you don't have to say everything that comes through your brain, just 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 focus on the task at hand, um, and then everything's like so dramatic. It's like, ugh, I'm, uh, I think I have to fax this. I'm like, I don't know what your job is, <laughs> um, yeah. So <laughs> Amber from Wells Fargo, like God bless all his creatures, but um. Yeah, if I never have to deal with you again, I'm good. But I had I had the one moment, I think since everything went down uh, a couple months ago, I've had a few moments where I was like, I want to strangle somebody. Um, of course. And yeah. that that was one of the moments where I like went back to my car and was like, I'm going to scream right now in my car. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I can't remember, yeah. <laughs> it's like, uh, um, but then the universe uh, got... Nice and kind to me because yeah, I was able Popeye's. to get the Popeye's chicken sandwich. And uh, here's my verdict on it, my friend. Uh, now, I feel like the way you're saying it, you, you're tightening your mouth to say some <laughs> bullshit. Before you do, though, I want to say, think about all the chicken sandwiches you've ever had in your life. Mm-hmm. Is it better than that best chicken sandwich? So you know how I feel about mayo. You son of a bitch, you gotta lie. <laughs> All right, go, go, go. <laughs> you know how I feel about mayo. Yeah. I feel like the mayo so so the, the, the chicken was very good. The chicken yeah. the chicken was very good. Yeah, I know. I know. Shit. <laughs> you gotta be defensive now. I'm waiting for you to say something. <laughs> Don't tell me stuff I know. This <laughs> the sandwich was a little and I admit, I don't get the mayo. Hmm. So the sandwich it. I was I was very happy with with my purchase. However, if they had thrown some butter on the bread, like like you know, that but you other, could throw that butter on the bread though. They what? gotta do everything for you. You think I just have butter in my pocket? <laughs> like <laughs> I'm coming to a fine chicken establishment. I expect um, no. It was good. the The chicken was was very flavorful, very uh, yeah, yeah. very moist. That word everyone hates, um, but it's the only word that accurately describes it. Um, but yeah, if I liked mayo, maybe, maybe. But yeah, the, the sandwich was a little dry, but I admit it. Um, but the chicken was good. Um, Were you in a community that respects chicken? Because So I, I, I like was on the border of Oakland and Berkeley. So a um, lot of black people in Oakland, a lot of Asian people. Asian people are also big fans of the fried chicken. They respect chicken. They respect they it. So I feel like the Popeyes was coming correct. 
Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, but I don't know that I would wait in line. Like I waited in line. I think like overall like twenty five minutes, twenty maybe. Got it. Yeah, I don't understand like the viral sensation. Like it was a good it was a good ass sandwich, but not like some people shooting each other over it. Okay. Yeah. So hopefully I showed the adequate amount of respect to the sandwich for you. Got it. Got it. I'll uh, I'll take it. Yeah. I'll take it. But particularly, it's still the best fast food sandwich in my opinion. I mean, yeah. I mean, although Chick Fil A has excellent service, and I will say that. Yeah. And Chick Fil A has now stopped uh, supporting the the charity that was you know anti gay marriage. Maybe Which I think is the biggest win for Popeyes. Exactly. And they, I think now we can eat our Chick-fil-A sandwiches with slight less guilt. I mean... I was still eating with no guilt because it was delicious. But I think the fact that you made them switch a core belief uh, publicly, mm-hmm. that's a huge deal off the strength of your chicken sandwich. <laughs> like your chicken sandwich beat their chicken sandwich. <laughs> you changed a, a mindset. Popeye's chicken sandwich, like... Change, change hearts and minds. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll this put is, that. This is true. We'll put that on record. It's a fact. It was a fact before we said it. Yeah, <laughs> like, like it was known. So, uh, so yeah, that really awful, shitty day with Amber from Wells Fargo. Um, yeah, ended okay with uh, with the Popeye chicken sandwich. And then you only got one, right? I got two because I was like, I'll try the spicy and the regular, and then I realized that the the difference is the mayo. Yeah. But by that chance, that time I already ordered two. So I was like, all right, <laughs> just give me both. <laughs> um, so yeah, I will not wait in line for it. But when all this hype dies down and I'm in an area with the Popeyes, I'll pop in. Straight. Yeah. That's cool. Though what you, what I did do, and this is, I don't, I don't know why I'm admitting this. This uh, The Popeyes biscuits are very buttery. That sounded like a complaint. So if you got the, so if you got, <laughs> if you got the biscuit... With the sandwich, you kind of get you know the butter saturation from one with the dry ass sandwich. If you don't get the mayo, so you take that buttery biscuit, put the meat in, and yeah, best of both worlds. This is some weird, weird conversation we're having. I'm just saying, I feel like you're trying to shit on the Popeye sandwich. I know, I know you like to be contrary sometimes, contrarian, but uh, <laughs> it's excellent. It's an excellent sandwich. It's like I will end this fucking friendship right now if you keep talking. <laughs> I'm just saying, respect, respect. Put some respect, respect on that name. <laughs> Talking about disrespect, though, there was a little, I, I call him little Timmy. Um, this, <laughs> this this kid in the Popeyes who, you know, the, the line was a little bit long or whatever. And they call him up and he gets his, his uh, he gets his order. And I hear him, I walk, he walks by me and he's like, he's, what do you say? He's like, Jesus fucking Christ, 40 minutes for like some chicken. And I was like, yo, yo, people. <laughs> you don't have, have to be here. Yeah. People have died over this shit. Okay. I know. <laughs> it's like, it's like, you don't have to be here, Timmy. You, you knew what this to- life was, Timmy. <laughs> when your family was like, we're going to Popeye's, you could have said, we can go to KFC because I want some bland ass chicken. You could have said that. But you wanted to go to Flavortown and you came to Popeye's. <laughs> It's like let's, let's not be disrespectful. Right. What are we listening to this week? We're listening to uh throwback R and B women's groups. Uh we're gonna throw the men's groups it's on the majority. Or? We'll put a couple. We'll put a couple. Okay. Some one twelve, some uh I think we did one twelve already. Let's Drew do Hill. Okay, so we'll do Drew Hill. Ugh. 
Uh, it came up. Uh, what? Right now, right now. ABC Aisha. ABC Aisha. Uh, Alexander O'Neill. I'm gonna put on seven o two. Uh, Allure. All the one hit wonder uh, female groups. Okay. Yeah. Stilo. Allure. I'll do that one. Too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All cried out. I think that was this. All cried out. That was with one twelve, right? Yeah. 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 Yep. What have we learned this week? We learned that, that you do not have a favorite Invogue member, which is crazy to me. And we learned that one of them looks like my mom, and I can never see her differently. Well, now I'm af- now I'm afraid to name the one that that looks like your mom. Ah, uh, yeah. So yeah, yeah so the right thing. <laughs> <laughs> I saw the trap you were laying, sir. Good job. I didn't want that trap. Believe me. Uh, we learned that... We're going to uh, be seeing most deaf. We will uh, see most... Yasin. Yasin Bey. Yasin, excuse me. Uh, we will be the bougie black people going to the museum to listen to a hip-hop album. Jesus. And we'll review it for you, so you yeah. might not have to. Maybe we'll do... <laughs> maybe we'll do a, another uh, uh, out, in the, out in the universe uh, cast. Well, they don't let you. They make you put your phone in a bag. I read that. I was oh. like, the lead paragraph. Oh. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> okay. Well, maybe we could just, we can still f- figure out a way to do it. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Um, we also learned that uh, there should be a band called the B-Team that has. Yep. And I would pay to see. All, the R&B version. The R&B version. Uh, we learned that um, when life gives you Amber from Wells Fargo to deal with, it will also give you Popeye's chicken sandwiches because everything's about balance. Indeed. Yeah. Uh, we learned that Thanksgiving at Jay's house uh, will never happen. So, And it's slightly racist if you, if you look at it from a different, uh, yeah. different viewpoint. We learned that both Jay and B were attracted to the same woman in high school and both really wanted her to be Italian. Fisher Price might were first uh, <laughs> our first white woman crush uh, we both could not accept that she was white and not Latina or at least Italian <laughs> yeah. alright we will uh, we'll do this again next week alright sounds good alright one <laughs>